it's time for the Bob's Burger 100th episode. I'll see you guys after the intro. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, After Buzzers. I am here by myself, but it's okay because I am ready to talk about the amazing two episodes we had for the 100th episode and the season finale. I am your host, Alexis Torres. You can find me all over social media and where all shenanigans will ensue at atorres890. That's A-T-O. R-E-S-890. So, I'm going to dive right into it because we have a lot to cover in the amount of time that I have. Because I think these are my two favorite episodes of the entire season. Besides maybe last week's, because that was pretty awesome too. But, obviously, uh, don't forget to check out uh, Emma and Elena. They're not here right now because they are doing awesome things in Hawaii right now for the Hawaii, Hawaii Amazing Con. So, check out Emma Fife at Emma Fife and Elena Jordan at Elena Jordan and that Elena Jordan girl on Instagram. So the first episode, which is quite the doozy with just the name in general, which is Secret Admiral-er. And I feel really, I feel really happy because Tina got to be kind of a spotlight on this. And again, it was having the kids uh, talking about just pretty much just getting into their own shenanigans on their own. But I love that um, we had more of them in this episode than we did with the B team, which is Bob. But we can talk about them first. So Tina walking home with uh, Jean and Louise and the twins and Jimmy, Jimmy Pesto. No, uh, who am I forgetting? Jimmy Jr. And uh, they start walking down the street. And of course, Tina's still like, Jimmy, I just want you to just notice me. Just please. And he's just not he's just not having it. Jimmy Jr. One day you're going to you're going to see that Tina is worth it. But uh, she has to go to, uh, the Thunder, I think it's Thunder Girls or Thunder Scouts, and she has to go to a, uh, nursing home, pretty much, an elderly home, and she has to go, uh, do, like, reading to the elderly. I don't know if anyone's ever done that before. Um, I've never been in a troop or a scouts or anything like that, so I've never had to do that, but I have gone to a nursing home, um, and, uh, and actually, like we, like my my choir and I used to perform at those. I always thought those were really really cool. Um, and so, let me see here. So we get to meet Meryl, who is the sweetest young lady uh, I've ever ever seen. Uh, I called her young because she she's just she was just peppy. I liked her style and her and her personality. Uh, so let's see. I believe that uh, when Tina first walks in. Uh, we get to meet her nephew, Joel, which I knew off the gate that there was something off about him, but I didn't know it was this bad. So it's his birthday and Meryl decides to give him or give, yeah, give him $25 for his birthday. It was a $25 check. And (laughs) Tina's like, here, I'm here to read to you. But she doesn't have any books. So Tina read the mail to her, which I thought was actually kind of awesome. So uh, they sit by the windowsill and Meryl tells that every year Joel comes uh, to to visit her on his birthday and she gives him a $25 birthday check. And I thought that was really sweet. I don't know if if you guys ever had to like visit your grandparents, especially on your birthday, if they come to visit you and they give you money. I always thought that was really awesome, even though um, I usually repaid my grandma with like flowers or something like that. But um, I I remember when Tina was reading, uh, first, I guess she was reading junk mail at first, and she was reading, uh, I love it where she's like, congratulations, this is a good start. And Meryl's just like, 
well. <laughs> and I didn't understand why she was saying well, and then she continued to read, and Tina was sitting there going, you've uh, won a free mem- uh, gym membership. Uh, and she's like, oh, Meryl's like, oh, where's, who's that from? Uh, looks like it's from a gym. Oh, I don't know any gyms. Is it, is it Bert? I know a Bert. <laughs> and, and Tina's like, mm, let's just, let's just put that over here. We'll just move on. And she read, I think, a Chinese takeout menu, a, seems like a sushi restaurant menu as well. And then they got a handwritten letter from a Admiral Peter Wilcox, which was talking about, uh, how they had this beautiful da- dance back uh, back in the day, and that he he didn't have the nerve to tell her that um, I wanted to be with you for the rest of my life, and he wanted to kiss her, but he couldn't do it because he didn't have the gull. And of course, we all know how Tina is really into romance, and Meryl's just like, oh, I don't I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm too old for that. And of course, Tina's like, no, we have to write him back. And of course, Meryl's like, no, it's okay, it's fine. And Tina did something naughty. She went home and she decided to write a response letter to Admiral Peter Wilcox, which I don't know how you feel about this. I always thought that that's like really scary. I don't know if anyone's ever had like pen pals like across the way and ever written letters, but holy moly, that really freaked me out. Uh, Don't forget, you guys, if you're in the live chat, you can go ahead and put your... Uh, comments because I want to know if what you guys liked about the uh, episode and also you can call in as well uh, I don't have the number in front of me but my awesome engineer Mark can tell our awesome the number is 424-253-0504 I'm going to put it up on the screen in just a second thank you um, so we'll get back to that while he does that so uh, like I said Tina was being very naughty and decided to uh, write a letter back to Peter Wilcox so like I said, I don't know if anyone's ever had pen pals, but I've I've always had friends in like uh, Asia or Europe, and I would send letters back and forth when I was really really young, and it was just like a thing we did in school. Uh, but I don't know if anyone else has ever actually done that, but I know that that's something that I loved. But if we can take a break from that and we go into uh, the Bob story. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the burger of the day that I did see was the on nuts burger, which I guess was peanut butter on a burger, and I thought that was very interesting. I don't know if anyone's ever have you ever tried had that? that. I've never had that before. Is it good? It's really good. Really? Uh, there's a place. Uh, uh, what is it called? What, what was that hot dog place that I went to all the time? Fabs. Yes, Fab Dog. There's a place in Los Angeles that or, that has it. They have it as a special menu item, and it's surprisingly. Ooh. Fantastic. I would recommend it. If anybody has it in their area, give it a shot. It's the closest thing that you'll have to eating an original Bob Bob's burger. Down. I'm so down. It's just, it's weird because I'm not, I can't think of like a peanut butter and like jelly and then like a burger. Like it's, the, the tastes are really weird, but I, I feel like I could, I could go for it. I don't know. I'll, I'll try it. And that was also Engineer Mark, if you guys ever want to talk to him about that. Hi, everybody. Uh, and so he he bumps into these two uh, chefs, which, sadly enough, their names are escaping me. I probably forgot to write their names down, but it's okay. Uh, that they were coming in, and they pretty much loved the peanut butter burger that they had, the All Nuts burger. And they were talking about how they were like, yeah, the guys will love this place. And, and both Bob and Linda are like, what are, you, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, we're all chefs and sous chefs and, you know, and things like that. And we just need a place to just take a break and and enjoy uh, after work hours. And they're like, hey, can you can we do this here? And Bob's like, yeah, you could totally do that here. Okay, cool. Is midnight all right? And in my brain, I was going, what? Uh, and Bob's like, well, we're closed. We, we close at seven. And he's like, oh, okay, you could just open up the restaurant, right? And Bob's like, uh, sure. That sounds great. And in my brain, I'm like, mm, I don't like this. I don't think this is a good idea, but 
Bob's always rearing to meet new friends, especially chefs, and hang out with them. So uh, <laughs> he says that he's totally up around that time. And Linda's like, yeah, to pee. And he's like, yeah, to pee and party. <laughs> and just it really showed Bob's true colors there. And I love that. Uh, so Bob decided to stay up and and watch TV until he had to go open the restaurant at midnight. And the next morning, uh, the kids and Linda show up and the place is trashed. I first I thought that they robbed the place and I was freaking out because I was like, no, poor Bobby got robbed into and, and this is going to be really terrible for him. But no, apparently there were so many people at the restaurant at midnight and they partied all the way until morning because they had to open the restaurant at eight to clean and prep for the next day. And he was just hungover and there's beer bottles, wine bottles, there was just food, wrappers, everything was all over. And apparently these guys just party hard and they go to different restaurants and they just party all night. So poor Bob just kind of got yanked into that and I felt really bad for him. Um, so let me see. Uh, going back to uh, the whole Meryl situation, uh, we we come back and uh, Tina checks every single day to see if the letter if uh, Meryl ever received a letter back from Peter Wilcox, and she waited and she waited and finally she got a response. Uh, Peter Wilcox. I responded and he's like, yes, I would love to see you. Uh, please wear the blue dress and the pearls that you were wearing from that same exact night. So Tina was so excited that she got the glam squad together, which is Louise and Jean, and they were going to make Meryl's night uh, something to remember. And then guess who decides to show up? It's Joel, which I thought was really weird that he was back, but I thought he was just coming to visit. But he says, I'm here because it's my birthday. That's strange. I thought your birthday was yesterday. That's weird. But apparently because Meryl is so old and her memory is not that great, Joel will come by once a week to say it's his birthday so he can get $25 every week. So I was very upset, and he's a butthole <laughs> just for that. I'm very upset. No, it was so – it's so terrible. Meryl's the sweetest old lady that you will ever meet, and he was just taking advantage of her because that was uh, her nephew, and it's just it's – it's crap. Just absolute crap. So Louise had this crazy idea, which I was te definitely on board, was that Joel was the one that was writing the the letter, and and it was him who who was trying to start something up because right after Joel left, because he said, "Oh, I need private time or private nephew time uh, with my aunt." And when they came back into the room after Joel left, the pearls were missing. They weren't they weren't in the room. So. Uh, they thought Joel stole it, and because the reason why was because uh, she put her pearls into storage. And when she got the letter, she brought the pearls back out for uh, for this special night. And so Louise was like, it's Joel. He's the one. He did it. It's his fault. So, uh, you know, Tina, of course, you know, because she's uh, the advocate for romance, she's like, no, this is not right. We have to call the police. And we get the chief back, or I guess he's not, I don't know if he's the chief or he's just a detective. I'm not really quite sure. But he, of course, uh, he, he writes everything down and he's like, yeah. And then he takes his notebook and smacks both Jean, Louise, and Tina, all three of them. I was like, don't waste my time. I am a good policeman, this and this and this. And it was fantastic. But I did like in the end that he did end up going to Joel's place to search it. Um, but <clears throat> before we get to that, uh, 
they decide that they're not going to give up on love and Meryl deserves this night because Meryl says that this is the most that she's ever felt and that she this is something that she's looking forward to. And I love that. I think that's fantastic. So um, uh, they, they decide to get mints and glue them with dental floss to make the pearls. And, uh, and because they didn't know if the Admiral was real, they decide after Bob has been partying for the past few weeks and is constantly hungover or drunk. I don't even, I can't even tell at this point. He's got bags under his eyes. He's been throwing up for weeks. He's just a hot mess that they're going to make him the Admiral. So they, he got a new chef coat from, um, one of the new chefs that he's been hanging out with. And they put weird little stickers to look like metals. They put salt, or not not salt, a flower in his hair so that it will become white and in his mustache. And they give him a hat and they put slices of cheese on his shoulders to, uh, to make it look like he's, you know, from the Navy. And so they meet up at the, I guess, the, the dance hall that is still apparently moving, unless it was at the nursing home. I'm not quite sure. Um... And they they play the song that they were that they were singing before and uh, or they were playing back in that time. And Meryl's just like, oh, you look you look a little different. And Bob's just like, I'm so glad that you're here. You look beautiful. And they start to dance, and it's this beautiful magical moment. But then the cheese starts to fall off, and the and the weird stickers are falling off. And I'm thinking, this is it. <laughs> She's gonna find out, and it's gonna be terrible. And Tina feels really bad. And guess who shows up? The real admiral, Peter Wilcox. And he's like, I'm the real admiral, you know, Peter Wilcox. And she's like, well, who are you? Uh, I'm Wilson Peacock. Oh, wow. How weird and how strange. <laughs> so I love that it was actually true. And we found out that the pearls were actually in her purse. She probably just moved it from the case to their purse so that she wouldn't lose it. So uh, Tina was like, oh, my gosh. Louise, you were completely wrong. And she's like, okay, we don't have to start telling people about that. And I loved that episode because Tina finally felt that true love still does exist. And I love that that's how we ended it because I feel like Tina was feeling pretty crappy about love and that she'll never be with Jimmy Jr. But now she has a little light of hope. So please tell me what you guys thought. Uh, again, you can call in um, when he'll put the number somewhere up here and or check out the live chat mark's checking it for me since i can't do both because i have my notes up um and uh i want to know what you guys thought and how cute tina was about that episode so before we get into the hundredth episode but while we take a break before we get into that i want to talk about itunes don't forget guys i know that it's a season finale and i know it's a little weird because i'm just by myself but don't forget to keep tweeting us uh both emma fife myself and elena jordan will definitely be back if they do another season uh and let us know what you guys thought of these two episodes if you didn't get to catch it live with me uh and also don't forget to go to itunes uh check out the bob's burger after show on after buzz tv give us five stars four stars the other stars do not work and give us a rating um and i'll probably shout them out the next time because i know that the girls will probably want to talk about the episode so maybe we'll do something um outside of the studio and we'll just film it just the three of us or something like that it'll be fun uh anything in the chat mark yes actually from jazz 41173 what up? it was the it was a nursing home i love that bob even hung over goes along with their plan right what a what a great he's always been a great dad um and david bear uh, excuse me david bear also agrees yes he's so wasted tired he couldn't fight it i know i love that that he couldn't fight it he just they were just like keep sticking stuff on i thought that was super adorable but this this episode which is next which is uh glued where's my bob the hundredth episode and the season finale 
I was actually tearing up. Mark can attest he was there. Uh, and it just... It, I just got the last scene and was like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> it was just... It was so moving. But we'll My get heart. there. Yes, the heart. The feels. All of it. Toot toot. We're getting on the feels train. All right. So the the start of the 100th episode was obviously everyone's in the restaurant just having a good time. Um... And apparently Louise is playing this game or a prank with her rest of her siblings, and it's called You Got Gooped. So pretty much it's where they put anything around the house where it's just really gross. Um, I believe uh, Jean put guacamole in Louise's shoe. Uh, I couldn't remember what Jean found first. I'll have to look that one up. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I think Tina grabbed the the fridge uh, handle, and she's like, oh, hummus. And she tried to grab a napkin, and she's like, oh, mayonnaise, double gooped double gooped and it was fantastic uh i don't know if you guys have ever played uh any type of pranks on your siblings or anything like that i've definitely played the goop game uh i filled up my brother's brand new sneakers they weren't anything i think they were like adidas or something like that with uh uh hershey hershey's chocolate syrup and then he put uh shaving cream which is what gene got gene got uh, shaving cream in his pillow but he put it in this nightcap i used to wear to keep my hair uh when it's straight from curling and he filled it up with shaving cream. So, yeah, my siblings and I are great. Just great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, uh, great thing is we get uh, Skip Marooch. Uh, if you don't remember him, is when they had the burger off. I think it was either this season or probably last season, I believe. Um, and he calls Bob to let him know that Coasters Magazine is coming to do an interview about him because Skip thinks that Bob is an amazing person and he deserves it and his restaurant deserves it. And they want to try his burgers, check out his place at 3 p.m. today, like that time. I think when he called, it was like a few hours before. So I'm going to say probably like noon, maybe 11. Uh and the burger of the day was the hand that rocks the bagel burger. And it's on an everything uh, uh, an everything bagel. Is that correct? Yeah. And I thought that was awesome. Um, of course, Bob is very, very nervous because he's like, oh, my God, this could change our whole career. Everyone could come to our restaurant. So, of course, the whole family is trying to help out. They clean up. Uh, the place, and he asks Louise, no more gooping. And he, she's like, yes, no more future gooping. And he's like, no, Louise, don't, don't do it. And, he, and, of course, she can't account for anything that she's already laid out. So, uh, <laughs> uh, t- not Tina, um, Linda and Bob are kind of practicing, uh, which I thought was really weird. Uh, I wish, Mark, that you saw this, because she starts to interview uh, Bob, like, practice interview, but she's holding a butcher knife or, like, a knife. Like, she's cutting up tomatoes, and she keeps moving the knife Before back and forth. Before you said that, I was going to ask if she was holding a knife. She I know was. I know Linda too well. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I was just like, I, I love it because at first Bob was just kind of answering her questions, and it was just like, what is Bob uh, Bob's Burgers or Bob Belcher? Why is Bob Belcher? What is Bob Belcher? And it was just over and over, and he's like, one, they wouldn't ask questions like that, Linda. That's weird. And two, uh, you're using a knife back and forth to me with you're interviewing with a knife and it's making me nervous. What? What's the problem? I don't know. Sharp objects. You work in a kitchen, get used to it. Um, But the bad thing is it makes him so nervous that he has these things called panic poops. Now, I'm not going to get into crazy gritty details because that's this is not a, something that we should be talking about. The but, way you said now sounded like you're about to break it down like into great guys, ridiculous detail. if you look at the screen, no, I have a graph here. <laughs> no, um, panic poops are actually pretty normal for people who have uh, bad anxiety or anything like that. It's just, it's just a thing if you didn't know because I know some people are like, panic poops, that sounds like something made up. No, it's a real thing. Um, 
but he gets he gets panic poop so he goes he tries to go to the the employee bathroom and apparently Gene has stuffed all of his stuffed animals down the toilet because he is a grown up now he's a big boy now he doesn't need the stuffed animals anymore so he's like well we have to deal with this Linda and he's like she's like no he's not ready we should we should work on it later and he's like no but that okay I'll just use the restaurant uh, bathroom he goes in there and apparently there's some weird sticky stuff on the well it's funny there's no seat because it's swiss so it's just a toilet which i always thought was really weird i don't know if that's an actual thing if it is please tell me um and uh louise was the one who put it there it was supposed to be for gene but apparently he didn't take his mid afternoon or mid early afternoon poop or something like that and uh and she said she found a jar in the basement that was from teddy that she thought was like grease or something like that but we find out that he can't get up because he has been glued to the toilet just the toilet in general it literally doesn't have a seat so he's just it's just the bowl really quickly wasn't the 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 stuffed animals wasn't that a payoff for hasn't gene been talking about that all season i think so i think he's always i think he's been slowly getting up to the point of getting rid of his stuffed animals yeah. so i think that's correct oh god yeah no the, these guys have been growing up i'm really proud of especially all the kids louise really uh really i like i really appreciated what what she went through in this episode but we'll get to that so <laughs> um so yeah we find out that yeah he's just stuck to the toilet bowl, and he has an interview in the next few hours. I love how they didn't tell us how many hours it was. They just kept saying they'll be here soon. Uh, so <laughs> they're like, we're going to we're gonna sue. Oh, no, uh, Louise is like, oh, we should sue Teddy. It's his fault. And Louise is just under the impression that this is not her fault. She This was supposed to be for Jean. This is not, this is not her fault. She was just setting up for Jean, and he, it was his fault for not uh, doing his mid-early afternoon poop. Instead, uh... And also, it's Teddy's fault for not labeling his stuff. So, Linda calls Teddy, and he f- we find out that it's his sticky, what is it, his sticky spackle. It's his own concoction that he made that is stronger than super glue. And I actually wanted to point this out, and I want to know what you guys think, so definitely tell uh, Mark in the chat so that he can tell me. Uh, Teddy, when, we, when Linda calls him, he's in therapy. He's having his first therapy session, and he, uh, the therapist has brought up that Teddy is only there to fix other people's problems. Who's going to fix Teddy? And I love that because I've been talking about this entire season that Teddy has been on a weird brink of like having a crazy meltdown and hurting somebody. And cause he's just been yelling at people and getting angry for no reason. He's just, he was just very, he's very vibrant. And I was just like, what's going on with you? I don't know what's happening. You, you, you okay, Teddy. And now he's getting, he's getting help. Even though he left in the middle of the session and he's like, Bob needs me, uh, you know, screw it. I'm going to go help. And he just, he just leaves. And I love that Teddy is so, uh, is just he loves Bob so much that he would leave a therapy session to go help him out. I think that's really funny. Um, but as that's happening, uh, Linda's trying to, you know, have the kids guard the door and make sure that nobody knows that Bob is on the ba- is on is glued to the toilet. But we all know how Bob's Burger episode starts. It's never that simple. So uh, craziness happens. We got a song. In Bob's Burgers. I mean, I know that we usually do sometimes, but like this was this was awesome hearing <laughs> um, Bob singing about uh, bad stuff happens in the bathroom and talking about like it doesn't it's not going to take that long. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to get out of this and everything's OK. At the same time, Louise was also singing about this is not her fault. 
and everything's going to be okay because it's not my fault. It's all Jean and Teddy's fault. And I'm going to be the hero because I'm going to help dad get out of this situation. And I just thought it was great. Um, so uh, <laughs> the singing was just great. I, I loved their harmonizing. And then they start floating uh, with Bob's pants by his ankles. And they're floating. And it's just, it's just super well, you got to keep them in the situation they were in. Yeah. Uh, Renging90998 says the duet with Bob and Louise was lovely. Yeah. Uh, Misha C says, I love how they keep the tradition of at least one episode with a musical number. This one was great. Yeah. Reminds me of the one with Linda working at the supermarket. Oh, man. I really liked her working at the supermarket. But it was also kind of weird seeing Linda not in Bob's Burgers, like in the actual restaurant. So I thought that was very interesting. But I liked, I liked that episode. Good eye. Um, so Teddy just shows up and uh, people are already coming into the restaurant because uh, uh, Marshmallow, Marshmallow, uh, which is, <laughs> I love her so much, comes in and she's there to help out with whatever uh, she can. Uh, I always forget um, that blonde girl that always comes in and kind of helps. She has like that really deep voice. I can't remember her name. So chat, help me out. Um, and there, she was there to, to make Bob pretty, uh, for the interview. And of course, guess who walks in? Mr. Jimmy Pesto comes in because he's like, why is there so many people here? What's going on? Um, and where's Bob? I, I swear I can smell him from all the way across the street, which, you know, it's just Jimmy Pesto just asking for attention. And, uh, nobody knows what's happening. They're just like, where's Bob? Why can't we see Bob? What's going on? And Teddy runs in and he starts running towards the the bathroom door and tries to break it down. And in my brain, I'm going, oh, this is not going to end well. Teddy takes off his shirt and is like, I'm, I was only going half force. I'm going in now. And he like runs full force to the door and breaks it down. And everybody sees poor Bob, super sticky, spackled to the toilet. And it is the worst day. He looks at Linda and he goes, Linda. And she goes, yes, Bob. And he goes, kill me now. <laughs> uh, I felt really bad. And and of course, in Jimmy Pesto fashion, he decided to make money and make uh, a giant fuss, a fuss about it. She go, he, he tells the whole entire town to come over and look at the guy who's stuck on the toilet or glued to the toilet. News- uh, real quick, Ren Johnson yes. said, and David Bear, a couple people saying, is is it Gretchen? Gretchen. The yes, blonde? it's Gretchen. The local stylist? Yes, I love her. Sorry. I was... I th- I was going to say Gail, and I was like, no, that's that's Aunt Gail. We all know who, who that is. Do and not I was be like, smirch, Aunt Gail. Oh, no, 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 no. I know I'm, you never would. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but like at the same time, I'm like, I also haven't seen Aunt Gail in forever. And the last time we heard about her name, besides the fact of just hearing her here and there in episodes, was that Mr. Frond was cheating on her. So I'm like, we need to talk, right? I'm like, we need to talk about this. But maybe next season, I'm hoping. I don't know if maybe the, the voice actress was busy and so she couldn't get to do any any lines for the rest of the season, but I'm upset because I need to know how Aunt Gail is doing. Besides, we did, Mark and I did see her at the very end of the episode in the lineup uh, during the last song. So that was kind of nice to see her. Uh, but... So he is so Jimmy Jimmy Pesto pretty much was like the sad man stuck on the can stuck to the can was uh, the the phrase that was being thrown around there was t-shirts and news news crews and everything there was a it was a whole nine yards and I felt really bad for him so I love the fact that um, uh, it was technically Gene who told him what happened because they thought that it was like oh Bob's just pooping on the toilet and we're all seeing it but Gene was the one that was like no Jimmy Pesto he's stuck he's glued to the toilet uh and Bob's like why did you tell him that and he's like I only told Jimmy Pesto but then I also told people on social media but people are cool there so they won't blab about it (laughs) and I love that he said that I thought that was really great which technically there are some cool people on the internet and then there's 
other people on the internet, which will not be mentioned. Uh, anyway, so uh, we had, so Teddy says that he can take the, the sticky spackle off by using nail polish remover, but uh, it will take hours for it to take an effect and they need a lot of nail polish remover and they don't have that amount of time. So uh, Louise decides to call uh, Dr. Yap, the dentist, to see if he can help out. And of course, that's just another person to bring in. And Gretchen is actually doing his hair for the interview as all this is happening. And Bob's just like, I hate everything. I hate everything. Uh, and of course, Dr. Yap <laughs> said uh, that... Um, what did he say? He said, I am, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Uh, he said something about adhesives uh, that he, de- oh, that he deals with solvents and adhesives. I am the perfect person to call. And I thought that was really awesome. And so, uh, uh, so what he has two options. He has one where he can get this stuff that will take it right off and it will be painless, but I have to order it and then it will ship within one to five business days or something like that. And that's obviously not helpful. But he said the best way to take a tooth out is I'm going to uh, uh, put Novocaine in your legs and we're going to just yank you out like a bad tooth, like put a rope around you and yank you out. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how anyone else felt about this idea, but in my brain I was thinking... This is this is really bad. And also just the fact of just thinking again not to gross anybody out, iTunes listeners, mark anybody. Uh, you could be numbed up, but that's that's your skin ripping off. That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. So of course, in my brain I'm like they're not going to do that. There has to be a different way. There's got to be another way. Um I loved our roller skating guy that always wears the banana hammock. I love him so much. He says, we are all glued to the toilet, uh, to a toilet called earth. <laughs> I think that's going to be my phrase. I think it's my favorite phrase from the entire season. And uh, that's my favorite. Um, but, uh, because the, the nail polish remover wasn't working, there was nothing else they can do. Everybody in town knows about it. They decided we, we have to try it. There's no other way. So they numb him up from, I guess, the hips down or the butt down. I don't really know. And they tie a rope around his waist. It's Dr. Yap, uh, the, the kids, uh, Linda, and <laughs> Teddy. And they hold onto the rope and they're going and they give him a countdown. Three, two, one. And they're just yanking. I love that Dr. Yap was like, uh, when you hear the screaming, just ignore it. We just got to keep pushing through. Solid no, dentist logic. Yeah. And t- he's like, the screaming will eventually stop. And I was just like, oh, this is why I hate going to the dentist. It was for that reason alone. And I'm sorry, guys. I was cringing and screaming with Bob because watching them pull him off the toilet, which obviously didn't work because he was still stuck because it was definitely not working and he could feel Everything. Did nobody think of unscrewing the toilet seat? There was no toilet seat. Oh, it was, oh. yeah. That's and the funny oh. thing is, I'm glad that you brought that up. Is because uh, it's a Swiss toilet. Um, the the they guys covered their tracks. Those monsters. Uh, yep. And uh, the actual guys that were from Coaster Magazine, uh, Newton Fremont, and the photographer Corey. Um, I can't remember his last name, but Corey. Uh, the he, Corey was like. You know you can just screw unscrew the toilet seat and just move on. And then uh, Bob's like, "There is no toilet seat." And Jean's like, "Yeah, it's Swiss." <laughs> so there's you weren't alone. I was thinking the same thing, and I felt really bad. For if there is one Bob. person that I would like to be identified as, it would be Jean. It would be Jean. Oh, actually, speaking of, uh, you'll love this. Uh, Mark, he said. Um, 
uh, that he hopes that if they if the magazine does well and they make a movie about him, he wants Bette Midler to play him That's in the movie. Good, uh, can't do better than that. Can't do better than that. I'm totally fine with that. Um, but apparently, the reason why he chose to do the yanking was because, according to Teddy, there's just too much butt. <laughs> there's too much butt, Bob. And there's just too much butt, Bob. Too, yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Oh, it was really good. Um, and, oh, I just didn't like it. Sadly enough, uh, like I said, Newton Fremont and the photographer Corey, I guess Battles or Battler, I don't really know his last name, came in and they were not impressed, which, I mean, how? why would you? And Bob finally snapped. He said... I, I can't quote all of it, but he said, this is this is how it is at Bob's Burgers all the time. Things happen like this all the time. His eye was twitching. He was screaming and spitting. It was crazy. I was like, oh, my God, Bob has finally lost it. And I think Louise finally felt like this is my fault. And this is where I was starting to tear up. Um, and uh, they leave because apparently he is. Uh, Newton said he is very unique, but he's not inspiring. And I was so mad. Uh, also, uh uh, what is it? Uh, Skip actually said that there was supposed to be a nicer report, uh, guy, uh, writer that was supposed to come in, but he couldn't make it. So they had Newton come in, who apparently is much more strict and very mean. And we definitely got that. So Louise runs out as they're leaving and she apologizes that it's her fault. Like she admitted it full, fully that, uh, that it was her fault and it was not supposed to be her dad. It was supposed to be Jean. And it was, it was just a very heartfelt moment. And I loved it. And uh, and and then uh, Teddy was saying like, oh, he's in a beautiful he's a beautiful person. Um, he uh, he's not you might see a very weird man with excessive body hair. Uh, but I see a beautiful man on a toilet. And it was just it was just so touching to see the town actually like root for Bob, even though he was in the worst part. And they actually chanted toilet Bob instead of Bob and Bob sitting there in the background going, no, just Bob. No, don't chant that. Why do you have to chant that? And I felt really bad for him, but I was so, I teared up because it was so awesome just really seeing the town really get together and be like, yeah, Toilet Bob, he deserves it. Like, you guys are jerks. And they they ran they ran out, pretty much. And at that point in time, uh, Bob finally rips himself off the toilet and he, I mean, pins and needles, I mean, he's been sitting on that toilet for hours, and uh, and they're all cheering for him because he finally got off the toilet, and and all was good. Um, I think a few weeks or a few days later, um, they get the magazine. I love that mailman. I don't know his name, but he's Is it fantastic. A month? I think a month. I think so. Uh, I don't know. Um, but he gets the article, or he gets the magazine, and the article's in there, and they actually wrote a really beautiful thing i mean they they didn't get to try his food which they did mention in the article but they said that there there was a very unique and strangely inspiring moment because of the town folk and that that got me i don't know how any of you guys felt about that but i i loved every i was a little bit too distracted with the burger on the wall yes the burger on the wall was put me put me in poached burger and mark was actually the one seems that like it's a it's a poached egg on a burger yes and i loved that uh thank you mark for pointing that out because i couldn't see it so um but yeah i mean it, it's sad that we're it's the end but it was a really great way to to end the season because the fact that it really showed because most of the time we usually see the town usually against bob in some way shape or form uh or it doesn't just go his way and even though it didn't go his way in in the in the beginning, in the end, it still showed that you know they cared. I mean, sadly enough, they did put a, they did put a picture of him on the toilet, and 
uh, talked about him being on the toilet, but it didn't matter because they said that if you ever want to hear, if you want to learn what happened and why he was on the toilet, you have to go into Bob's Burgers and ask him himself. And I thought that was fantastic. And I'm so, I'm hoping next season there'll be more people in his restaurant. Because if you if you watch from the start of the season to the end, there was actually a few more uh, customers every single time. And I really like that. Even today, uh, there was a few people in the background uh, when people were, when Louise and everybody was trying to do the goop thing. And at the very end, Bob got his revenge back by gooping the kids, by putting some weird green goop in the menus. And it was awesome. And there was customers coming in at that point in time. And it was fantastic. And at the end, we had everybody, the whole entire town, singing the song with them. And that's like right now, I'm like trying to fight back tears because it was just phenomenal. Yeah, the first song was one thing. But the the reprise with everybody oh, in the town coming in, was, that one was like, wow, they're good. This is, Bob deserves this. and And I think... Um, where right there, Renji nine zero nine nine eight says, in a way, the interview talked more about Bob's Burgers, the show, than yes. Bob's Burgers, the restaurant. Exactly, and that's what um, I know that we're running low on time. But that was the one thing that really rounded out the season for me was seeing the fact that it wasn't just about Bob and the kids; it was about the it was about the show. It was about everybody just being uh, together and things like that. And it was just it was just so moving. And like I said, I definitely, I definitely teared up and it was crazy. I, I can't even believe that we've had a hundred episodes. I don't know why I thought we hit that, that mark a while ago, but I don't care because it was, it was so, yeah, Mike the Mailman. It was so great. Um, I love it. It was just fantastic. And I'm, I'm really glad that we had a really great season. I'm really sad that it's ending, but I definitely want to know what you guys want to do for the next season. Um, I can jump into predictions real quick and tell you how I feel about it. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Tonight show, um, nothing really... You already know I want more Gail. I love Aunt Gail, and I want her to be in this season more. Again, I don't know if it's because the actress herself had stuff to do and she was busy or something going on with life, but I really love just everything about her, her just stuff that she has going on in her life. I miss her, and I would like to see what happened between her and Frond. If we're ever, ne- if we're never going to bring that up, then that's fine. I guess we can just move on from that. But Quietly I want- kill off Frond off screen. Right? <laughs> Actually, no, we have to see that. No, I would like to see that. I would like to see what happened. Yes. Um, but, oh, okay. According to Jazz41173, it was renewed for another season, but I think it will be on at 7.30 or 6.30. Okay. I mean, if it did, I'm fine with that because I'm, yay, I'm always happy for more Bob's Burgers, and I would be really sad if it got canceled, but I I highly doubt they would ever cancel Bob's Burgers, but you never know, knock on wood. Um, But... Uh, but yeah, I definitely want more Aunt Gail. I miss her. I want to see more of that. I definitely want to see the kids um, more maturing because they, they have matured, like I said. Um, I loved the, the the horse camp with Tina. I loved that she was able to just really... We got like alone time with her. I thought that was really awesome. And I want to see Louise deal with her uh, another boy crush that's not from the boy band. Like I want like an actual boy crush. If it doesn't happen, it's not going to kill me. I just would like that. And I just want to see... Um, Jean actually doing something more too. I just I, I like seeing our individual um, characters doing something on their own than just all together. Because I mean I love it. I love seeing them all together. But I would like for them to grow as a as a character on their own and see that. So I don't know. But uh, kind of miss Mort. 
Oh, yeah. We don't get to see most of him. I feel like he's been kind of missing. He was in this episode, though. He didn't say anything, but he definitely was sitting and hanging out by the by the counter. So I wanted to see that. But I would like to see a trip in the area. I want to see more of that. I, I, I agree. I, I love this show. Thanks, David Bear. And... You guys are all amazing. So don't forget again to go to iTunes, uh, subscribe there, leave a comment and a review. Five stars, four stars, the other stars don't work. And definitely comment down if uh, on the video down in the comments below. Tell us again what you guys want to see for the next season, what you guys thought of this episode. Um, don't forget to tweet Emma Fife and Elena Jordan at Emma Fife and Elena Jordan or that Elena Jordan girl on Instagram. Guys, I'm Alexis Torres. I can't believe that it's ending. I mean, not for good, of course, just for now. Um, but definitely, I still want to talk about Bob's Burgers. I'm definitely going to be watching on Netflix. So tell me what your favorite Bob's Burgers episode of either this season or seasons past, because I definitely want to know. Um, I think mine was definitely this one. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Or not next week when it comes back, or any of the other shows that I do here at AfterBuzz TV, especially Emma Fife and Elena Jordan as well. Uh, my Twitter handle and all over social media is ATORRES, A-T-O-R-R-E-S, 890. Guys, have a wonderful night, happy Sunday, and I'll see you guys later. Bye! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.